Welcome to Simply Happy, a show where you'll be learning how to shift into a more positive perspective in easy-to-manage steps. Who am I? My name's Olivia. I'm a mother, a wife, the driven woman behind SimplyAlley.com, and someone who ditched bipolar, anxiety, and depression through mastering my mindset and emotions. So let's chat about some tips that have helped transform my life and many others, because life doesn't need to look perfect to be happy. Hey there, what's up? It's your girl, Olivia, and thanks for joining me for this episode of Simply Happy. If you're new here or haven't already, remember to subscribe to the show and leave a review. For my repeat listeners, consider becoming a Simply Happy member. You can head to www.simplyolly.com podcast to learn more. All right. In this episode, we're chatting about releasing, releasing. Ooh, baby, we're off to a good start. Releasing attachment to the how. Okay. And I feel like this is one of those topics. I don't know. Maybe sometimes I come up and I'm like, oh, this is something that's talked about all the time, yada, yada. But maybe like you don't hear anybody talking about this. Way to make assumptions, Olivia. But But, uh, I do want to talk about releasing attachment to the how, especially because it's been something I have been exploring for myself a lot lately um, and playing with a lot lately. And I just kind of notice these recurring themes in my life. And that's always so fun. And, you know, just know that like when I choose episodes to record for this show, it is a lot of, you know, either what's coming up for me or what's been helping me or what I've been moving through also paired with what I feel would really help you and and be really beneficial and um, just s- supportive. So it's always going to be like tied to like my life in some way. Um, although I love to be teaching these things, I love to be coaching uh, my students and clients through these things. And so it's just it's loads of fun. But um, you know, I've been focusing a lot more on empowered living. And of course, with that comes, you know, we have desires, we have dreams, we have things we want to uh, let go of or get rid of, um, and things we want to work towards, whether that is like physical, tangible things, whether it is, you know, facets of our identity, whether it's, um, I don't any kind of goal, or I feel like everything's a goal, even if you're trying to release something, that's a goal. <laughs> Everything, everything is some kind of some kind of goal. Um, And with, you know, with choosing a goal, with setting your sights on something um, internal or external, um, you know, involves a level of how (laughs) it involves a level of cool. But how am I going to do that? How am I going to get there? How am I going to make this happen? Um, And depending on where you are. Um, in your beliefs and in yourself and all that good stuff. I know for me, the how used to come a lot from, uh, I mean, a lot from just my own self. So it was like, how am I going to make this happen? Um, even if that meant asking somebody for support with something, it was always, how am I going to? Um, and maybe that's the space that you find yourself in, or maybe you're in a different space. Like I find myself in a far more spiritual place now where it's like, okay, I can maybe kind of figure out some of the how. Um, but then I also know that part of that how is going to be my spiritual team is going to be, you know, left kind of open to the universe is just kind of kind of unfold the way it needs to unfold. And I don't get to micromanage the how. <laughs> and um, and so, you know, when when we get really 
tightly gripped on the how and how we're going to make something happen, um, it can it can kind of bottleneck us. It can become frustrating. It can become exhausting, um, and it can it can kind of swallow us whole. You know, like how am I going to make this thing a success, or how am I going to better this relationship, or how you know how am I going to acquire this thing? Um, and we can just obsess and obsess and obsess. Um, and so I want to. That's why I want to talk about releasing attachment to the how because. Ultimately, I don't think it's super great for our mental health sometimes. Um, and also, it, it just allows us to lean into a bit more trust. It allows us to have more fun with the process um, and just allows us to be in a, in a more empowered and, and whole, whole feeling state um, ultimately. So, you know, something that kind of dawned on me the other day as I was thinking about this um, and something that just kind of came to me was um, I love kind of linking words together, you know, like one word that leads into another word that leads into another word and kind of creates this chain um, that that creates a bit of a deeper meaning almost sometimes or creates some kind of path, if you will. Um, and so I was just thinking about the whole idea of wanting and in my brain popped this kind of pattern of words where it was, you know, wanting creates a distance, which creates longing, which which creates pain. Um, and that may not always be true. It might not always be the case. I don't want to make this like a broad sweeping generalization of like, this is fact. Um, but more often than not, than not, that's the situation I feel I find myself in. And maybe you totally relate to that um, is you kind of go, oh, I want this thing. And then it feels kind of far away at that point. And then you're like, oh, but I really want it. Why can't it just be here? And then you're kind of left with this like whole feeling, not like W-H-O-L-E. It's a H-O-L-E. Whole is empty. Um, so it just, it feels kind of painful. Um, even if it's just like an emotional pain. Maybe not a physical pain. Maybe it is a physical pain. Who knows? Uh, but, you know, regardless, this is kind of just the thing that came up. And so I had a meditation and I was kind of, I was talking to my own spirit guide and... Um, and, and something that was very interesting that came up was just this idea of observational living. Um, and so it was just kind of like whenever something, and it's something I already put into practice in a lot of areas. Um, I tend to do it with things that bother me. Um, so you have this kind of observational sense of, especially because I'm now dealing with chronic pain, I just kind of take a moment and I tell myself, um, I'm feeling pain. You know, it's just an observation. Um, rather than making it like, oh, I wish I wasn't feeling this pain goal or like, oh, this pain is really hurting me uh, or like going into like a complaint about it. You know, I just kind of observe and I feel it and clearly it hurts, but I just observe and I say I feel pain. And that is the fact of the matter is that's what I'm observing is I feel pain. And um and so I do that with a lot of things that maybe bring discomfort because it helps to neutralize it for myself. Um, and it is something that I, I teach and I'm going to be teaching um, this kind of perspective and, and philosophy around empowerment in uh, my new my new thing, Empowered University. Um, so if you're interested in that, you can go check it out and get on the wait list at, on my website, www.simplyolly.com. Just go to Ways to Work With Me and you'll find it. Um, I say um a lot, guys. I apologize. And now you're going to hear it the rest of the episode. You're welcome. 
But something I started doing was taking these goals and taking these desires and observing them and was just going, you know, like any time, let's see, I'm going to give an example. Ah, my kids, uh, I took my kids over to a friend's house and they were playing in the backyard and it was so sweet and so cute and it was so cool to be able to just like let them outside. I've had a yard before. It's glorious. It was in Florida, so it was very infested with mosquitoes. Uh, But, you know, it was just, it was really cool to see that. And I had this brief moment where I was like, oh, I would love to have a house again and have a yard and be able to do this. And then I was like, whoop, and I caught myself and I just observed it. And I was like, this is what my kids look like playing in a yard. Um, And this also kind of leads into having that observation and then allowing myself to just kind of have this decisiveness of that's going to happen. I don't know how yet. I'm working on it. There's pieces in place, but that was just what I focused on is the observation and then the intention of that will happen. Um, And I left it at that. And it was nice because it didn't create the distance. It didn't create the longing. It didn't create the pain or the obsession. Because sometimes when we focus on that goal or when we get a glimpse of that goal, uh, then we start to, again, kind of obsess over the how of just like, oh, well, I need to go work on this thing. I need to start doing these things. Um, And it gets us like swept up and takes us out of a present moment. So that is, I think that is one really powerful way to release attachment to to the how is to have that kind of observational living. And I know, you know, we're missing uh, a bit of a, a gap here, but just rather than getting so swept away by it, and we'll talk about the middle piece. I feel like I've just gave you two pieces of bread and no middle of the sandwich. <laughs> so we're going to get there, I promise. Uh, but yeah, just this observation and then this decisiveness. And I was talking with a, with a wonderful friend of mine the other day, and we were talking about the observational living type of thing. And I was like, you know, it's, it's very much like, a, like if you're like there's a lion near you. Um, we, were, so we were talking about it in the sense of like uh, things that are maybe stressing you out or, um, you know, kind of like the pain I was talking about earlier, um, the physical pain. And I was like, you know, I think we don't want to just ignore the lion and pretend like the lion's not there. But you know, we can we can take a moment and say, there's a lion. And we can also choose to not throw it a stake, which is, again, the observational living of just like saying, there's a lion, and choosing not to feed the lion. Because <laughs> when we get obsessed, when we start wanting it, when we, you know, or whatever, that's when we're feeding the lion. <laughs> and it just keeps it near us way more often. So maybe, I don't know, maybe you observe the lion, maybe you're like, there's a lion. And then you're like, I'm going to get away from this lion. <laughs> Uh, you take it however you will. Weird analogy, but it was just fun. Um, and one place I, I noticed this, and maybe you do this, maybe you don't, but I definitely do. I have experiences in my life where I then reflect on them and I'm like, okay, why did this happen the way it happened? What what did I do here? What didn't I do here? What mental state was I in? What emotional state was I in? To make this just happen the way it happened or maybe not make it, but, you know, added to it or supported it. And so one of those things that I I like, I tend to look at is moving to Colorado. Uh, I promise we will get to the middle of the sandwich, but you stay with me. Uh, When we moved to Colorado, it was because of a job opportunity for my husband. And we moved from Florida 
And we we had our two babies at that point. Oh, no. Did we have two babies? Yeah, we had two babies. What am I talking about? Yes, we had two children at that point. Hello. This was like two or three years ago. And, um, and we basically got the news that he had gotten accepted um, to this to this job opportunity. And we were like, sweet, awesome. And they were like, great, you have one month to move. And we were just like... <gasps> <laughs> uh, so we had one month to sell our home, pack up all of our things, and get across the country. Oh, wait. Sell our home, pack up our things, find a new place to live, get across the country <laughs> for, for this job. And, you know, everybody was so um, – I mean, our friends and family were so supportive and so wonderful. However, you know, my my family, uh, my parents and, and myself included have had a lot of experience with moving. Uh, I've moved definitely over, I think, 20 or 30 times in my life. And uh, and I'm like and I'm 30. Hello. So the, <laughs> you want to spread it out it's like a move a year. Um, so I've I've moved a lot. And um, and my my dad was he was wonderful, but he was like, hey, the reality of the situation is probably going to be that he has to move and you might have to stay behind and sell the house because it, it is a process. You know, all of this stuff is a process. And he was, you know, just kind of lovingly trying to prepare me for that. And I don't know what it was, but I had decided I had the goal and I had the intention set of just like, nope, we're doing all of this in a month and we're moving together as a family. <laughs> and and um, yeah, and, and, and that was what I had kind of done and it was so it was the observational moment of saying this is our situation and then the decisiveness of this is where this is what I want to happen or this is you know want (laughs) this is the you know this is what I see happening and I just really strongly believed in it again not quite sure why maybe I just wanted it that bad and so I was just like my my Leo butt was just like nope it's doing this we're doing it this way and I got really focused and um Everything that led up to that was it was like one thing after the next. It was just kind of like, okay, here's a first step. You know, we got like a like a real estate agent and we just started taking all the steps that we needed to take. And by no stretch was it smooth. You know, we had um, I know we had a situation where I mean, clearly we were on a very tight deadline. Um, You know, we sold a lot of our things like we had to get rid of half of our stuff because we moved from a home to an apartment. So we had to knock down half of our stuff um, and also, you know, again, pack up, move everything and and in the middle of it, you know, sell our house. And. There was, there's a distinct moment I remember where it was like, okay, we have to get the photos done this day because they need to be edited this day, uploaded this day. We need to list it this day and then hope that somebody gives us, you know, full price offer and we get the ball rolling. And um, we had to do the photos one day and the people who were supposed to come basically clean up our front yard because... Um, I was okay with living in a jungle. So like we never mowed. I never trimmed any bushes. We had like palm trees in our front yard. Like we, I never, I don't want to say I never took care of it because I just, I, I love to just let it grow and flourish. I'm like, you be. <laughs> and so everything was just way overgrown. And um, the people that were supposed to clean up the front yard did not show. And so I just was like, okay, this is, again, this is the situation. And I just stepped in and I, freaking cleaned up our whole front of our house for this photo shoot. Um, and luckily, you know, my, my hubs and I are photographers. So, you know, he went out and did the shoot, but I just like went at it um, and just took care of it. And I think this is, and the reason I want to share this story, um, maybe I should say this till the end, regardless, 
basically we we pulled it off. Um, the whole thing happened. Uh, we we did it. We did all of it, and 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 it unfolded, you know, and there's no way I could have hammered out all of the how details. And that's what I was trying to say. This is why I'm sharing, sharing this story. There's no way I could have completely lined up all the hows of we're going to do this and then we're going to do this and it's all going to work out perfectly and I'm going to micromanage the process and I know how we're going to make this happen. I had no clue. And statistically, the the odds were against me. Um, for being able to pull pull this off and not just against me against our whole family i get it it's not just the olivia show but welcome it's my podcast so it becomes the olivia show <laughs> anyway we took some necessary steps but then you know of course there was part of that how that, that was in the hands of our our you know agent and there was part of the how that was in the hands of other people and then fell through and then became in the hands of of my own hands you know and that's what's so so cool and so we'll, this is where we're getting to it we're going to talk about the middle of the sandwich um but it but it all came together and we literally were like we signed the papers, I think, the like day before we left. Like we were like signing papers like up to the point um, and were able to like down to the wire make it happen. And there's no way I could have I could have howled that all <laughs> out uh, perfectly. And I think because I was so willing to release attachment to the how and I was just um, so willing to live live observationally and, um, you know, handle what came at us, um, do what we needed to do or whatever, and and have that decisiveness of this is going to happen. I don't care. Like, it's going to happen. Uh, I think it all really, it works in your favor. It works in your favor when you're in that state. Um, and I've seen this unfold, too, with relationships that I've been in, with friendships that I have um even like pursued and how they've unfolded and become very close bonds. I see this happen. Oh my gosh. I always see this happen with freaking you, my YouTube channel. If you go to youtube.com slash simply Ollie, like the most random videos are what just like pumps up my channel and I, you know, YouTube helps to support me, um, it's, which is just really cool, but I couldn't have, I couldn't have had that. Um, and other things as well. So to kind of bring it all back, bring it back. I wish you could see my arm movements. It's ridiculous. Maybe one day I'll record this podcast and you'll see the absurdity of me on camera as I record. Uh, welcome. Bring it back, Olivia. Meat. Meat. We're talking about meat of the sandwich. Or if you're vegan, all them veggies. Uh, however you like to eat your sandwiches. Maybe there's nothing in the middle. That That's okay. Bread's your jam. Okay. Maybe you put jam in your bread. I can't. I gotta stop. Anyway, the middle of the sandwich is basically I kind of I kind of equate it to four things, okay? It's it's the intention, it's the surrender, it's taking steps and adaptability. We have to have that intention, we have to have that focus, right? Um, because that's what keeps us locked in. That's what keeps us grounded and rooted the whole way through is that intention. Then of course we do need to surrender to the how. You know, we can have maybe, again, some of it mapped out, but really surrender that like, I I may not get to know how this is going to unfold. And I'm okay with that. I am I am in the pursuit and I don't know what's going to come along. It's like going for a freaking hike. You know, you never know what you're going to run into. And I tend to run into a lot of snakes. <laughs> and it's all good. 
surrender, surrender to that journey. Um, and of course, we do need to take the physical steps. We need to be taking steps. We can't just set the intention and be like, wee wee, I'm good, you know, and expect it to come to us. I mean, it might. I'm, I'm not opposed to the miracles and magic and impossibilities or possibilities. It could totally go down that way. Um, actually, it has gone down that way. Random example. You're welcome. I set the intentions that I would get new dishes because Fun fact, don't buy square dishes. Apparently, because they have corners, you might hit them on everything like we do. And we chipped a lot of corners in our dishes. So I set the intention that we would have round, beautiful dishes that are new. And I did absolutely nothing. And I just surrendered. And I was like, I don't know how. I don't know when. I don't know what's going to happen. But we will event- We like, we will have these new dishes. And the other day, my husband randomly comes home. We haven't talked about it in months. My husband randomly comes home and was like, I got new dishes. <laughs> I got round plates. And, I, and they're really pretty and they're beautiful. And so, again, not opposed to it happening that way. But most, I just hit my elbow. Most often than not, we, we do want to be taking steps. Um, we do want to be doing something. And maybe if you want to just have a fun experiment, don't take steps. But, you know, if you're hoping for that new job and you want it, maybe you should apply to things. <laughs> uh, steps can be very helpful and they can speed up the process. I have been intending on new dishes for quite some time. <laughs> um Again, take those steps. And then adaptability. This is where you become flexible, where you're willing to see what opportunities arise um, and, and, and lean into, you know, whether it's like messages that you're getting or energy that you're sensing or literally your intuition is, is just kind of leading you in the direction of things. Um, you know, being willing to adapt, to move around and to not be like, no, I have to do it my way. Um, because sometimes those opportunities and and things will present themselves to you, maybe in the form of an obstacle and maybe in the form of an open door. Um, and not to say you have to take every open door. That's why I say kind of like tune into your intuition and, and maybe I should do an episode on intuition uh, soon. But, you know, be willing to be flexible, to be adaptable, but also be rooted in that intention. And that's kind of how we release attachment to the how. <laughs> that's how we release attachment to the Okay. Oh, I crack myself up sometimes unintentionally. It's a general how. Again, there you go. It's a general how. You're welcome. Uh, but yeah, that's that's that is what I have for this. And I hope you hope I hope you found it helpful and and you put it into practice. Uh, and you explore that. Are you a micromanager? Are you a complete uh like what's what's the what's the opposite of that you know are you like free burden are you just like no nah, i don't care i don't know what a free bird does but you get what i'm saying now i'm singing free bird in my head okay that is it for this one i'm i'm, I'm rambling at this point but go put it into practice and if you like this episode please spread the sh- the support the support by sharing on social or telling a friend about it through your face, phone, snail mail, or carrier pigeon. You can also check out my free tools, books, and ways to work with me at www.simplyolly.com. Links are in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I love you so much. As always, you keep saying simply awesome. I'll keep saying simply Ollie, and I'll chat with you on the next pod. Bye.